So we were talking about everyone's bathroom habits. Mm. And, and nice. I, yeah, I forgot the towel when going to the when I took a shower yesterday, mostly because I had had like a had a little bit of a drink, and I think that that was why. <laughs> have you ever just have you ever just gone to the bathroom and then decided that you wanted to take a shower, just at the last minute, and then just decided to take a shower? Never. Absolutely never- not. <laughs> No, it's always a play. My my hair is a yard long, David. This is a process. It's true. You're you've got the uh, hair length of a Dothraki screamer. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I'm just living on the razor's edge like that. Just like walking into the shower, just like, well, fuck it. Well, let's do. Let's do this. I'm feeling crazy. You're in there drinking a DiSerono with milk, like just a little, just a little tipsy going on here i'm glad somebody understands the plight of that yeah <laughs> nice I mean- uh, yeah because i have like i have really thick i have thick long hair and like it's like after i get out of the shower it's like it's like those scenes in the ring where they, they pull like the the like 50 yard strand of hair out of the drain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know uh, i've invested in a shower cap uh, often oh. only only really used in the winter time when it's chilly out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go outside a, with wet hair first thing in the morning, but I do want to get out of the house so fresh and so clean. <laughs> Dude, what, yeah, is there like a, a good brand of shower cap? Like, has anyone has any like millennial like uh, tried to disrupt the the, yes. the shower cap market? Yes. Yes, there's. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no, because they literally came to my old job. They came to my old job once, and they're like, "We're gonna disrupt it." They 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 were like, "We're making cool, fun shower caps," and they cost like fifty dollars. <laughs> they're really expensive. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. the idea of like a Harry's razor for shower caps, and they just mail you a bundle every, you know, every two weeks. You get some fresh ones. But they have hey. to find an, a way to tell you that, like, you need to update your shower caps, right? It's like, it's like you've always <laughs> got to wear a fresh one. You don't want to, you don't want to um, get the toxins seeping in your follicles or anything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, check this. Check you don't want to humiliate it, yourself in front of your shower. <laughs> Walk into your shower with confidence. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your reflection Look in the mirror this. to see, you know, yeah. see you and or you to see yourself and. Look don't bad. let yourself don't let yourself look like a cock in front of your shower. <laughs> yeah. Look at this beautiful shower cap, all right? And look, I'm not going to look, it's beautiful, all right? It's it's wonderful and they even offer a men's black one with no colors. <laughs> oh, we'll put a put a put a link in the show notes, my man. That's you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, uh, hold where on, is it? hold on. Put a link in the notes if they'll be our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 fantastic. But I and I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy one. And then I was just like, forty dollars. Ah, it's called shower cap? shower shower. And there's three H's. Oh, looking at it now, who needs so much fashion in the tub? I mean, you have to be part of a a pretty big uh, communal polycule. With a large shower to want to wear that, to need to wear a cap like that, you know. Oh, I guess I should get one then because that you just described to me perfectly. 
Uh, yeah. You guys really deserve that sponsorship. I think this is definitely the longest time <laughs> anyone, anyone has philosophized. <laughs> I know. <laughs> shower caps on a podcast. This is a You're podcast about <laughs> Lucy. Give this it is to a, them. It's a podcast about white collar crime, and the big <laughs> difference between other crime and white collar crime is that uh, you got to. It's all about hygiene. <laughs> yeah. and and like I said, dude, look, I love, I love, and imagine if you were just you, you were just like the discerning uh, male viewer, and you just wanted the black one. No, I, I want to pay only thirty dollars for the black one if I'm not getting any of these jazzy color schemes. That that's, I mean, this one is very pretty. What am I? I can't. This is uh. I might get one of these. Yeah, they're very <laughs> <laughs> they're proudly made in the in the United States. Uh, you know what's fun is that uh, I think that shower cap company like this would fail, and I can't believe that Donald Trump hasn't put out like his own brand of shower caps. Mm. You know, like yeah. like Trump caps. <laughs> Trump caps. Yeah, pr- provided it at all of his uh, uh, real estate holdings. You know, at Mar-a-Lago, they've got one. Like in- they all just look like his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd imagine yeah. that he's never he hasn't sh- he hasn't shampooed in decades. Like it's a dry sh- he's just- a dry shampoo boy. Yeah, yeah, it would crumble if he shampooed. Like his hair would just like just melt like I don't know sand or something. I don't like cotton candy. Like hot and candy. <laughs> <laughs> like hot and candy. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like yeah, hot yeah, and candy. Hell yeah. Exactly like, like hot and candy. candy on a hot fair day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah man. Speaking of Trump's recent appearance, uh, I feel like he's gotten a lot frecklier. Like at the <laughs> RNC last night. Like he was he was very he was very freckly. Well, he his main residence is Florida now. He doesn't. He's not a New Yorker anymore. His actual his actual house and uh, permanent residence is in Florida. So I mean, he's getting sun kissed for yeah. for certain. Yeah, and, uh, our our yeah. big boy gets really uh, freckly in August. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to hear someone like the like everyone's like you know the classic lib is like Captain Cheeto head. And then, like a Republican or someone's like, he's not a Cheeto head. He's sun kissed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, they they they've only gotten worse. Uh, the the pic those pictures of him where he's like it's like it'll it'll be a side profile and it'll just be like a a line the line of like whatever Tanner is like right. going on. It, it's it's only gotten worse. Um, in, in the and I mean, look, I love him. You love him. We all, <laughs> I don't I don't want to dunk on him too much, but uh, yeah, I I it's like uh one of those eighties. Um, it's like he's wearing one of those eighties like masks that covers your face mm-hmm. but and it's for doing hair but he just has like the the uh, like an opposite an inverted version where he's right. just like it's just like this and it's just this really completely defined line it's it's not a i, I dare say david it's not a good look uh speaking uh speaking of masks at this wow. very moment i got a text on my phone and i opened it and for a joe biden 2020 stretched 3d mask uh that says no malarkey on it so uh you know buying products depending on what side you're on we've got the uh uh, i gotta say i've always had a weird like i've always been really grossed out by politician masks like ever since (laughs) like i remember our family had one of nixon and it it, like wow me out so much (laughs) like it's just like it's like their faces are too 
the, the faces of politicians are too, they have too much character in them. So uh-huh. Like when you, when you yeah. make a mask out of them, it's just, it's bizarre. You know? it's like <laughs> really scary. Yeah. It's yeah, the uncanny in, valley thing, I think, is really in, a big in, problem yeah. with it. In that movie where they, uh, where they rob the bank. Point break. They, point break. The ex presidents. Presidents, yeah. They tried to do <laughs> Gabe's like, I know the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> they. <laughs> we we tried to do my friends and I we we were we were doing we were doing a sketch this was like eight years ago where we're like oh let's get the masks for it to recreate it um y- they're really expensive like <laughs> you you can get a Clinton mask for twenty bucks but if you want to get a Carter mask it costs like a hundred dollars they're not <laughs> as a common Carter mask man <laughs> like, oh my I'm gonna God. go hey make- hey fucking take it back David. You fucking go- take it back. <laughs> I'm a really big critic Danny, of the I Egypt wanna, I- Israel deal. I'm gonna go get a card yeah. <laughs> just mock Anwar Sadat. Like this is a ridiculous Yeah. Danny, I wanna listen to a whole podcast that's just you telling the audience the prices of different things on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you can you oh my god? <laughs> $70 for an embroidery machine? Get out of here. <laughs> Drew That's, Carey, eat your heart out. Yeah. Honestly, it would be more like $700 because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get one right now, and they're not cheap. Um, Are you? Well, today, welcome to Ponzi Scream, everyone. Uh, today joining us is a good friend, uh, Lucy Steiner. Uh, Hi, everybody. Lucy, hey. Uh, Lucy, how you doing? Hello. Uh, Oh, you know, I'm I'm doing good. I I woke up today and I said, today is the day where we put on pants and we and we act like a human being and we interact with people. Whoa! <laughs> this was, this nice. is a big deal for me. <laughs> wow! Have you have you, you uh, have you been like outside of your house consistently throughout? Um, you know, a New York style quarantine. <laughs> have have you have you been outside or are you have you been mostly sequestered? You know, I've uh basically I've realized recently that I, I essentially like use quarantine like as a, as an excuse to like indulge my worst habits of like yeah. self seclusion. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I, was, like, back, baby. I was so like trying to repress <laughs> the, mm. the joy I felt like Oh no! I have to stay inside. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh no! I can't. I can't socialize with people. Um, yeah, you don't even have to now, like make up that excuse anymore. Oh, it's amazing! And now it's kind of you know we're loosening up now. New York's like crawling back a little bit, and uh, so it's like it now it's becoming like I'm. I feel myself slowly becoming abnormal again. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you know, I'm sliding back into like, no, there actually isn't an excuse for this. But uh, you know, like it's you know, it's been fine. I mean, you know, it's uh, obviously, you know, it fucking sucks what it, what it's done to the city and like, you know, I'm not like, uh, you know, it's, it's Jerry Seinfeld's that- gonna get you canceled for saying that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, you can't. They the Home Depot is only open till eight instead of eleven. That sucks. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't get like a twenty three gauge uh, Brad nailer at ten p.m. That sucks. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, man. Yeah, I. But I, I, I'm the opposite. I had to be outside. Yeah. The, the entire time. So, but uh, and I always get 
I'll, I'll, I, I do, I do the thing where I'll be pacing around my my bedroom and just being like, "Why aren't you outside?" You know. Yeah. So uh, I, I can't, I unfortunately can't relate. Are you, are you okay, Dave? Are, are you okay, Gabe? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I, I was I thought, just thinking. I thought you had, I, I thought you had a technical issue. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Hair. You know, how do you guys like <laughs> feel about the whole like, uh, it, like New York City like. <laughs> pride debate that's going on because like obviously they like, like a lot of the people who are going like new york city is dead or like people who like moved to connecticut and like have like you know three homes like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like they have like I one in connecticut exactly one in right. florida i think they're exactly but, but at the same right. time it's like look the there is uh you know but at the same time like also like look people are getting evicted <laughs> and it's like we haven't <laughs> really done enough to like keep people like you know it there is a problem with like people's basic survival at this point, you know? So sure. it's like, it, it, for me, like it feels a little weird when like Jerry Seinfeld is like, no, like New York city will be alive forever, baby. Cause it's like every city is alive for you. <laughs> like you're, you're insanely rich. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, like you can go anywhere. And you uh, don't like, mean that. Out. And you don't mean that in a sense of like, he brings life to every room he walks into. <laughs> He's the <laughs> light bringer. He's like a yeah. Game of Thrones character <laughs> that just touches dead ponies and mules and they come back yeah. to life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I am a Jerry Seinfeld super fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jerry, it's because you have money, Jerry. Um, That's right. He's also coming at it from like a very 70s paradigm. Where he's like, look, the cream rises to the top. Everything's always good. There's always adversity. Don't be a baby. And it's like, dude, yeah. you And like, I've been in Montauk for uh, five days out of the week. And then I drive in in one of my 17 Porsches, you know, to just <laughs> scope, to survey, to sur get some cereal. I get some cereal. Yeah. I, you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, He has nothing substantial to say ever because any actual substantial details about his life would reveal how unrelatable he is as a person. <laughs> What's yeah. the deal when you're a reptile in 2020? You get yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's worth around $900 million. Like he's creeping in on a billion there for sure. Awesome. And like, he's, he's getting just to the point where he stops knowing what things cost. Right. Where, exactly. where he starts doing the Bill Gates thing where they're like they're like, "Hey, hey Bill Gates, come on our game show. How much does how much does a uh, uh, um a loaf of bread cost?" And he's just like, "$10? Does $10 sound right?" And it's like, "No, you're yeah. not connected to this world at all." But Yeah, to me Jerry, I call him I call him Jerry. Uh <laughs> Jerry is at his best. Uh Jerry Seinfeld is at his best when he doesn't try to be a relatable person when he accepts that he is like a joke robot um, <laughs> who yeah. is very entertaining but it, it has no relation to the outside world <laughs> That's yeah painful. uh lucy you brought up this like the the whole new york is dead i mean i was posting a couple things online and uh people were feverishly attacking uh defensively <laughs> um the concept and i i keep thinking it's because they're conflating multiple meanings of the word dead it's like right if somebody mm -hmm. goes, "Uh, New York is dead," and they're like a like a Connecticut boy, then that that tone is like, "Oh, New York is no longer cool or trendy." But mm -hmm. if I say New York is dead, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> "I live here. I continue to live here," and I say it because stores are shuttering, the economy <laughs> is yes. collapsing, people are getting people are literally dead. 
Right. So I'm like, New York is a necropolis. (laughs) But I am a vulture and scavenger that will continue to live here like a character out of Road Warrior. So I don't care that it's dead. Right. You know, and then other people are nostalgically like, what about bagels? Don't tell me that my identity that's wrapped in the Knicks in bagels is somehow being attacked. I'm like, dude, rela- yo, relax. Like, stop stop having a love affair with a city that doesn't care, like, whether you live or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. People who are that's saying a, that's that. a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. All the people who are saying that are, like, the bad guys from You've Got Mail, you know? Oh, David. Oh, am I am I Am I dead? Repeat yourself, David. Repeat, oh, re- 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 repito, David. All the, all the, ba- all the people who are saying that are just like the bad guys from You've Got Mail. Like they just own a big box store. <laughs> and, like they not actually care about like nice things in New York. They just are like, oh, well, this is the place where I can't bring my corporate goods to market. How is this? Uh, that's what th- that's what dead means to them. Um, and speaking of dead things, uh, Donald Trump. Um, that's all I had to say about the pivot, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so the, these recent uh, Senate, U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, uh, it came out. So it just came out with this report, guys. Russiagate. What a sexual, what a sexual sentence, David. <laughs> the U.S. Senate something something Select intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Russiagate was real. We all owe the Krasenstein brothers an apology. <laughs> and and the, it, this all came out um and basically i mean the whole details of it are just looking over who trump's friends are and first we have felix sater he is a director at blackrock um or sorry bayrock excuse me uh I, you know there's what so i'm not going to apologize rocks. for this i'm not going to apologize so many for rocks that. yeah there's too <laughs> many rocks these things are too similar yeah. it's their fault not mine uh so Fun background on Sater. In 1995, he did a, a 15-month prison stint for assault. Uh, then he pleaded guilty oh. to racketeering as part of a mafia-tied pump-and-dump stock scheme. Pump and dump, Love a pump-and-dump. Pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on The Sopranos. The, they did the pump-and-dump with uh, Wabistics. They the pump-and-dump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, er, 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 in The Sopranos, they also did it for uh, plane tickets, right? Yeah. Okay. So he also uh, kept out of prison time by cooperating and sharing intelligence with the feds for more than a decade on subjects including the mob, North Korea, and Osama bin Laden. I just got to say, who knows about those three things? (laughs) I know. He's like a deep state Takashi 6ix9ine. That's insane. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. I can't imagine what... I I I just don't get it. I don't see how you could be relate. You could have legitimate information on all three of those people. I thought Osama bin Laden hated North Korea. I thought they were, <laughs> I thought they had beef ever since their last album came out or something. I don't know. <laughs> um. So then, Tuesday's report outlines the source uh, of sources uh, that Satter kept close to him. He uh, was using his existing network uh, to establish a network of contacts uh, in Russia. Uh, intelligence officers, military operatives, and personnel at military research facilities. Uh, he So basically, Satter explained that he was mostly in contact with GRU, which is the Russia's main intelligence directorate, like the CIA. And uh, at, at a certain point, Satter actually was so close to Donald Trump that he had a Trump organization business card. 
and they and there was well, no agreement would that they would wow yeah there was an agreement that he would That's receive a portion so of proceeds from deals yeah, the description of like who that guy knows, like the Osama bin Laden, Kim Jong Un, was it like it's like uh you know all those connections, like it feels like a cartoon where someone is in hell. They're hanging out with Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, and like you know, <laughs> right? It's like OJ's lawyer, a <laughs> Team <laughs> America table of like all villainous puppets, and right. Felix Sater walks yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I'm all. I'm just surprised at the 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 business card thing is flooring me right now. It's like it, that takes like a week to send to a printer. Like why you're just rubbing it in people's faces now, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm pretty illegitimate." <laughs> check check out this card. <laughs> Can you imagine being the guy at Kinkos who's printing off the business cards for this guy? And then just Osama bin Laden walks in and he's like, hey, can I have one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah to be fair to Trump, uh, you can put anything on a, on a business card. Like, he had Trump organization on there, but he also had, you know, a screenwriter extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that when they assassinated bin Laden and they rifled through his pockets in his room, there were, like, all the old porno tapes he had. And then among them was just, like, a Felix Sater Trump business card. <laughs> yeah, the gold Trump, flake. Trump organization agent to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ghostwrite your screenplay, fam. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so the next, guy, so Trump denied knowing who uh, Felix Sater is, but he said he knew this guy named uh, Tefik Arif. I should know this. I I mm. think uh, he's I think he's Israeli, um, but he could not be. Uh, the owner of Bayrock. Uh, so th this is the owner of Bayrock. Rock! Right? Whereas this guy, uh, Felix Sater, was just a director. So interesting thing about Bayrock. I did a little uh, really uh, cursory Googling of that group. You're known to do these things. I love he's it. A, he's a hacker wonderkind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he hacked into their website. Yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> so looking at the Wikipedia page, um, they only own Trump properties. That's it. And their oh. first deal, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, was in 2008 um, for this strip mall in Sheepshead Bay. That was their, that's the, that was like their big thing. They've literally, it's from what the Wikipedia page says, is that they've only done Trump organization things and then this strip mall in Sheepshead Bay. Look, look, Bobby, this is what it's going to be. We're going to go to Sheepshead Bay. We're going to get ourselves. <laughs> a, it's, it's, gonna, it's a parking lot, but then you've got a bunch of one-story shop fronts. You're going to love it. All right, we're going to have a Subway sandwiches. We're going to have a nail salon. We're going to have a day spa. That's it. That's the flagship for Bayrock. <laughs> oh, Oh, that part of Brooklyn. I was like, I know that area. Okay, this is like right above Coney Island. Yeah, yeah. you're just gonna have you're just gonna have a lot of like, uh, like it's a very weird... Russian neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of borscht, like you know, a subway that serves borscht, wet you know, meals, that kind of sh wet <laughs> wet meals. <laughs> <laughs> They're very moist, damp meals. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yes, a lot of sl heavy. yeah slurping. Yeah. yeah, heavy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So information obtained by the committee suggests that he was involved in Russian organized crime, money laundering, and human trafficking dating back to at least 2000. My man. Uh, next nice. on the list, Emin and Aras Agalarov. We've heard these people before if you've uh, been following uh, some of this stuff. Uh, 2013, they organized the Miss, Mo- Miss Universe in Moscow. They run what's called the Crocus Group. The Crocus Group. <laughs> How do you spell that, David? <laughs> C-R-O-C-U-S. Oh, man, I was expecting double Ks. <laughs> I, kn- I know they're all beautiful women, but I imagine the outpost of Miss Universe in Moscow being very depressing. <laughs> they're all just like... They're, they're all just like slamming vodka shots and like <laughs> smoking. They're all like half of them are pregnant for some reason. <laughs> showing. I just imagine like no, don't worry. They provide housing for all contestants, and it's just like one like single occupancy hotel rooms with like uh like a uh um what what uh just portraits of out of work circus bears on the walls. <laughs> yeah, just mangy <laughs> bears. Uh, yeah, I f- I feel like you're gonna get a lot of uh women with eyes that basically scream something like i shouldn't be here (laughs) why am i here please call call somebody please (laughs) when is liam neeson gonna come and rescue (laughs) me (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly what have you done with my russian daughter yeah uh i'm going to find you so as as it's like known the uh trump were a trump the trump uh trump worked with the agalarov's firm uh, for the Miss Universe Moscow. The firm ended up spending about $12 million to host the contest. The Galarovs paid $6 million in licensing fees and took on an additional $6 million in various other expenses. In return, they only received about $2 million in revenue, meaning they lost $10 million on the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn. Yeah. They, they took a bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got real wet on that one. Yeah, they're they're getting all their they they had to keep the meats especially damp. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Galarovs have significant ties to Russian organized crime, closely affiliated with individuals involved in murder, prostitution, weapons trafficking, kidnapping, extortion, narcotics trafficking, money laundering, and other significant criminal enterprises. TVVCR repair. Uh, <laughs> some of got those you, activities. Got you, David. Gotcha. <laughs> so some of those activities uh, have been in, in Russia, uh, in, outside of Russia, and in the United States. Uh, from this Senate report, Arasa Galarov has also significant ties to the Russian government, including to individuals involved in influence operations in the 2016 election. He has access to President Putin and to Putin's close aide, Dmitry Peskov. Um, God, Ooh, I wish heard, I knew more about this whole Russiagate thing sometimes it, it seems like they're having, it seems like the people who follow this are having a lot of fun. <laughs> it just it sounds like if they remade Dick Tracy in Russia, these would be like all the villains at the table. Right. Yeah. In the first and it's game. also like, I think I, it's, it's one of the things that I actually understand about like the appeal of Trump to some people, because it's like him and all of his friends are like very rich and powerful but like they're kind of like the scumbags of the rich and powerful still. <laughs> you know, it's like they're still like a, you know, they're a it, it's like it's like just like a bunch of like wise guys got it like a, got an insane amount of power and influence. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I I appreciate um laundering money through a beauty pageant because uh it 
traipses into the style of spending money in a reckless way that I appreciate. Like we exactly. always we always talk about billionaires being like, oh, I just took my money and I I took one percent of it and put it into a different index fund and now I'm making <laughs> two billion dollars. But these are guys who are like. We're going to make a beautiful pageant and we're going to find out who the most beautiful broad is. They're Italian now. But well, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, but yeah, exactly. Like even even losing the money, it's like it's like just having that much money and losing all of it is something that's like, yeah, if I, if I had money, I would totally do that. It sounds like I, had I would it immediately lose it. Yeah. It's like I'm, I I lost ten million dollars on this, but I got to see some of the most beautiful women in the universe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In the entire universe. <laughs> 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 so, so next we have um I am gonna fuck up this name. Irakli Kavaladzi. Uh, That's not bad, David. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So uh works for Aras Agalarov. Uh, according to a report by the US General Accounting Office in October two thousand, uh that person I wanna say I, I did it right the first time, I'm not gonna even try again. Uh mm-hmm had been involved in a range of activities in the U.S. and raised serious concerns regarding Russian money laundering. According to the GAO, companies created by Kavaladze uh, established approximately 2,000 corporations, some of which had made-up names for Russian brokers. You have 2,000 corporations. So that's like, that's like when the Onion has to use like the name generator that they have when they're they're coming up with an article and they're like Jeff Je- David Jefferson uh G- Gabe R- Ramaldi Danny 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 Jumbo uh you just run out of names after a while you know? I love that they're 2000 corporations I mean go big or go home right if I'm going to if I'm suddenly going to get like uh, extra 200,000 Twitter followers that are bots. This is the same. This is the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just mm. bot companies, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kavaladze's companies moved more than $1 billion in wire transfer transactions into 236 accounts at two U.S. banks. What were the two U.S. banks? Most of which was tra- then transferred back to accounts in Eastern Europe, again for Russian brokers. Uh and Kavalante has insisted that he had no involvement in any wrongdoing, calling the GAO investigation a witch hunt. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> oh, at man. This point, like, at this point, witch hunt, we, we should just change the definition of witch hunt to mean legitimate investigation. Yeah. <laughs> <Because it's> like, <laughs> now, like, 90% of the things that are called witch hunts are just, like, are just investigations. Yeah, what if the, all these bad guys just believe in witches? And they're just like, this is a witch hunt, a, a, a fair and proper thing to do for stamping out evil. Literally, if you ask me a, a question, it's a witch hunt. Yeah. <laughs> no more curiosity. It's a new vice. Yeah. No, no I, I, I like this. I, I kind of like that, that, uh, that strain of logic where they're like, they're just, they believe in like a weird, very creepy, slender, slender woman, Slavic style witch. Where it's like, is witch, is witch hunt. The great tall one will try to get us. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so next guy, uh, Georgi Rishiladze. Um, good luck trying to pronounce that one, guys. Uh, so apparently he was uh, speaking to Michael Cohen about the Agalarovs, and 
he called the Agalarovs gangsters. And Forbes was actually able to get in touch with this guy. And he said, I mentioned to Michael Cohen that my business with Crocus was not what I expected it to be. At no such time did I ever utilize the word gangsters with respect to the Agalarovs. Um, I think you use the word gangsters. Man. Gangsters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you are quoted doing that. Or what if he was like, even actually, if you, I even like- if you have to deny, if you have to deny, like, look, I didn't call them gangsters. It was a little bit more nuanced than that. Like, it's still it's still a terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's. It'd be funny if he was like, no, 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 I actually spelled them uh, gangsters with an A at the end, <laughs> yeah. not an ERS. Yeah. There was no hard they're, ERS in the gangsters. They were, yeah. they're like, they're my gangsters. Yeah, the Rough Riders. You know, my, <laughs> where my, where my dog, where are my dogs at? Woof woof. Uh, <laughs> so next we got uh, Andre Rozov. Uh, he was uh, working with Felix Sater, the first guy up there. So Rozov had his own set of entanglements. Uh, the Senate report said a body of information suggests Rozov's personal and professional network likely has at least some ties to individuals associated with Ru- Russian influence operations. Uh, for example, Rozov's associate, Mishakov, had significant ties to Deripaska, who I think if you're a Mullergate person, then you know who Deripaska is. I don't remember who that is. A Russian oligarch who the committee assesses undertakes a wide variety of Russian government influence operations. Um, then the story said attempts to reach Rozov proved unsuccessful. Does that just sound weird? Like why wouldn't we tried hitting him up on the horn? Uh, <laughs> couldn't get him <laughs> unavailable, unavailable at the time. Attempts to reach Rozov proved unsuccessful. Like he's dead. What happened? I don't how know. How many, what... how many more of these people are there? These just, I mean, like the, Actually, it seems Danny, like this is the they last went one. to his house. Oh, that they was the last one. Got... Okay. Uh, they all sound. They yeah. all sound the same. They all sound the same. They're just like <laughs> sketchy Russian guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proved unsuccessful probably means that they went to his house. They rang his doorbell, and then he 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 stick two of his bears on him. <laughs> 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 um, the circus the circus bears game was throwing him. <laughs> so, uh, when asked during a congressional hearing why Trump's uh, business eventually stopped pursuing a tower in Moscow. Cohen offered a simple answer. Because he won the presidency. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Duh. You're th- well, I can't argue with that logic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, be, it's better that he uh, didn't keep going with it, right? Uh, I don't know. Man, uh, I'm glo- I'm <laughs> glowing up so hard, I got to s- discontinue my en- endeavor in a tower in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, fam. Uh, so... Yeah, man, it, it's it's been a, it's been a, a wild week for the Trump organization. Usually, they're such as they're associated with really clean and good behavior, um, but this time we have to finally talk about them doing some naughty stuff. Steve Bannon also got in trouble. Um, yeah, yeah, bad boy. Your uh, boy, double dress shirts. <laughs> oh, the double dress shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, a fan of Seinfeld. Yeah, one of the uh, uh, angel investors in Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, a show about huh. nothing. Maybe he thought that it was going to be like a money laundering tool when they said that it was a show about nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's the show about nothing? Don't worry about it. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Dude, yeah. I, I got to say, this picture of him on that New York Times article, he lo- he's looking good. He's looking way better than he did before. I don't know if he had one of those skin 
treatment regiments where they like literally burn your face to get rid of <laughs> pock marks, you know? They t- they take your face off and put a younger person's face on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 A That's, vampire yeah. facial. Yeah, you know? but like he's I mean like he kind of just sort of looks like a weathered, you know, not doing too great Richard Branson in in a way. Like he's got that sort of skin tone, but like I'm digging the silver hair at this point. It's a good look for him, but it's you know. Still- no, he he, he doesn't look he doesn't look as like a like kind of like the classic bloated alcoholic as he used to look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now he just kind of he looks like yeah, he looks like a, a castaway. Crawl <laughs> 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 back to shore. <laughs> yes. Which which is like yeah, I mean it's kind of hot. <laughs> it's funny that you like described him like he looks great for himself. He looks like a bloated version <laughs> of another person. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that was a compliment yeah. that you just gave him. <laughs> yeah, that's what you could say about Steve. Bain. Oh, you're looking good. You're a bloated version of a human. That's pretty good for you. So he was charged with defrauding investors in uh, this organization called We Build the Wall, a private fundraising initiative um, to, I I think, build a wall. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) To literally build a wall. Now, I can see why this is offensive and triggering that he wants to build a wall and get private money for it. But uh, the outcome of this is hilarious to me. This is probably my favorite grift that we'll be covering today. Yeah. Say more. This is a good one. Well, uh, the the very fact that he uh, took the money, absconded with it, millions and millions of dollars. (laughs) So the rubes, the people who he's stealing the money from and fleecing are all racist xenophobes that wanted a wall. And so he's like, yeah, I'll give you the wall. Joink. And then yeah. does like the cartoon thing where you just leave a cloud behind you. And he just disappeared <laughs> with it and ran off onto a yacht. And one of the people that he uh, that he fleeced was like a little kid who raised a bunch of money at a lemonade stand. Some little young fucking baby Joseph Goebbels. And I hope he learned a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, I have there's no a empathy. Lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nor, yeah, nor should you. I mean, it's like it's a. There's a lot of layers to this one because it's like it's the the degradation of like how we're gonna build this wall has been amazing to watch. Like it's just it's gone from we are going to get another country to pay for it. Okay, we can't do that. Maybe you're gonna pay for it with some of your tax dollars, but they'll pay for most of it. To you'll pay with it. Well, well, we're gonna pay for all of it with your tax dollars, yeah. and then it's like, you know what? Fuck the taxes. We're just gonna have you donate to this GoFundMe. <laughs> 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 like, like the the system of taxation was too hard to navigate. It's like, can you just like, can you just spot us five? Yeah, this wall, <laughs> dude. It's a free market grift. This is like we're gonna leave it to the open market. You pay us, yeah. and we'll deal with it. And and you see right now what happens when you have no government oversight, and it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's like the snake <laughs> is eating its own tail in basically, terms of the racism, right? Basically, Go- GoFundMe is going to replace tax collection, and the like the person who does like compliance checks at GoFundMe, just like one dude, he's like twenty eight, he graduated from Stanford four years ago, or something like that. That math didn't add up. Uh, he is the IRS. Like he will be the entire IRS. 
Uh, the so, IRS is just like getting high, getting like having like a weird kind of uh, high where you start to feel guilty about all the world's problems. Yeah. And you end up <laughs> donating $20 to like three different GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the IRS is just getting really like, really like paranoid and freaked out listening to the doors. um so anyway so it looks like the fundraising effort collected more than 25 million dollars and prosecutors said bannon used nearly one million dollars of it for personal expenses how did they get not enough i wish he used more of it i want less of that money to go towards a single brick i want most of that money to go to like all you can eat orgies at benihana's for bannon and all of his buddies celebrate (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The fucking grift, man. That's dope. Or yeah. like, look, we invested some of this money into a, st- a strip mall in Bay Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. $25, 25 million, dude. Like, oh, my God. That's so... I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, the fucking people donating to that thing. I mean, it would have just been... I, I feel like most of it was just sort of like a lot of, like, rage son and daughters who are just sort of like, Grandpa! If you give this, the wall will be built. And he's just like, all right. And then he just like gives them 20 bucks. And then it just goes to this. And it's just gone. Smoke. <laughs> up in smoke. Just gone forever. Like like a regular Kickstarter. You didn't even get your performance fleece that you tried to donate <laughs> for, for this. It's just it, That LLC is gone. Uh, I need them to post uh, a list of the victims in, uh, yeah. air, in air quotes of this crime. Hashtag name names, dude. (laughs) I want a knock list of all these rubes. I want an op-ed on how they got fleeced. Like, I want every person to write an op-ed or a memoir about this. Like, every person who donated. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure somebody will. Like, somebody will probably, like, write an op-ed. Like, look, uh, me and my family really cared about that wall. (laughs) And, And we feel cheated. And I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, dude, I, I hope it's, like, just my very last dollar spent on this. Like, good, good. The next thing, the, the, best, the best grift for this would be, like, if there was just some, like, low-income like low income construction workers who were just like, hey, give me, give me $700 million, and I'll just build the wall by myself. And then they just take <laughs> the money and leave. Like, the, that, that's the next level. Is you just said, like, you know what? Like, fuck the middleman. I'm a contractor. I'm a general contractor. Just give me the money, and I'll start building it myself. <laughs> I I really like the idea of a New York City general contractor. Like, man, well, this right here. I mean, I got a guy who, you know, he got we got a good set of you want materials. I know a brick guy. I, got, I know a brick guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> All right, look, listen, I'll need $700 million. Uh, so anyway, so who else was associated with this? Um, I think the people who are associated is very funny. Um, this guy, Timothy Shea, who sold a Trump-themed energy drink. I, dude, I'm a fan. I get in the shower. I put on my Trump shower cap. I'm sucking down energy drinks with one hand while loofing with my Trump loofah in the other. Yeah. Oh, dude, is the Trump energy drink called high energy? I don't know. It should. I mean, it, it would be a crime if it wasn't. Oh, yeah, because like That's low energy. That's a perfect term. Yeah. It'd be so mm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just I like, gotcha. um, in, I don't know, sad? I, I don't know. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it would be, uh, you could just call it, um, it's going to be, 
it's fantastic or like <laughs> the most you know amazing beautiful energy drink yeah the most amazing <laughs> beautiful energy yeah it's just it, it, this is on it yeah i love how he does Honestly, this. i could see trump just like putting out an energy drink and like not putting any thought into it it's just called good drink <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a what is it it's happy it's wet you know <laughs> happy wet juice <laughs> yeah fantastic uh, many people have told me they love it <laughs> Happy witch. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, so yeah, so all these, so three of the people uh, had a history of monetizing conservative causes, and we've talked about some of these like conservative grifters before. We talked about the Door Brothers in the past. So there's this Timothy Shea guy, and there's this Bri Brian Colfage, an Iraq War veteran who sold ads on pro-Trump websites he created. Uh, then Anthony. Badalado, a self-described <laughs> venture capitalist whose entrepreneurial efforts included Sinofresh Healthcare, a nasal spray company that he created with Mr. Bannon. Um, Yo, Bannon looks like he needs nasal spray. He's definitely the yeah. before picture of a of a nasal spray working. But I really like <laughs> I was I, I really like the idea of this guy like having like a pro-Trump blog. It's called like Liberated Front or something. Yeah. But then like mm -hmm. the banner ad on the top is for like Simpsons porn. <laughs> 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 that's uh, also uh, uh, the, the 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 nasal spray. That's that's the that's the new. I I, I feel like. Um, snake oil has often come in the version of spray when you're when you're <laughs> when you are fixing an ailment that doesn't that we're like in in reality you should be getting surgery you should be getting cut open to fix this thing or like taking an intense uh pill or radiation or whatever that's that's fixing it. it's like no 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 you, you just spray this spray mm. it you're fine it's being uh, uh, it's very effervescent on your face <laughs> um so i looked up i googled sinofresh antiseptic nasal spray the first thing that comes up is the website the second thing that comes up is their sec filing which makes me think that if their top hit is like their government filing, um, probably means that there's a lot of government like regulation looking at them, right? Like, <laughs> if their traffic, <laughs> their second Google. highest traffic is the government Googling them and making Google, Google is telling on them inadvertently. <laughs> um, holy crap, this is the funniest website I have ever seen. This is this is a website that is I mean it's all using Helvetica uh but besides that it is straight out of 2003. There is just no oh my god okay I'm going to send this to you guys right now. Um so anyways who else do we have on it on We Builds the Wall on We Build the Wall's board members <laughs> We is, uh, Builds the Wall would be a great we name. We Builds yeah. brought to you by Build a Bear and and uh Build a Burger. <laughs> uh, uh yeah it's a uh, Included in that is Eric Prince, uh, who is Blackrock, Blackwater, oh, yeah. Blackwater, 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 uh, Blackwater. Uh, the and... the artist formerly known as Blackwater, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Academy, <laughs> which sounds like just... an online education company. Yeah, oh my god, they're all just they're all just different elementals. One of them is going to be like purple lightning bolt, you know. <laughs> so uh, Eric Prince is a total ghoul. And uh, single-handedly bringing back uh, mercenary armed forces, oh yeah, mm. into uh, mm. the U.S. government, U.S. military. Also, he's the brother of Betsy DeVos. That's right. What? Yes. What? I'm just so. What this means is that, like, the Trump 
executive, like the the administration has like two tiers of families. Basically, there's like the Trump family, and then there's the DeVos family. Like it's just it's just families that are on top of each other. Yeah, back to the pile. Back to the pile. Yeah, like you're yeah, like a fuck pile. You know, it's a fuck pile. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, David, like a fuck pile. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a yeah. So he now heads a firm called Frontier Services Group, um, and the New York Times that, that we're getting this reporting from says that it's a private equity firm, but they also do a lot of other cool stuff. They also do a lot of security work, uh, which rules. Sure. Classic, right? classic. Right, right. And so the Frontier's chairman is a powerful Chinese businessman. Um, and part of their secure, uh, th- this uh, Chang is uh, Zhenming, who is apparently like, the New York Times is like, well, considering how much Bannon hates on China, this seems like a really big conflict of interest. But like, does anyone really expect Steve Bannon to be intellectually honest about his arguments? Like, it's just, who is surprised that he's actually helping Chinese businesses in his like grift to help build the wall and block out China or whatever. Like this is. Yeah. What did you expect? I mean, he's probably been. Yeah. And like Steve Bannon has probably been the most transparent of anyone that it's like, like I'm very like that. He's just a Machiavellian person who just (laughs) manipulates perception. Mm -hmm. And that's all he does. Like, it's like, you know, uh, there's no reason not to expect it from him based on his actions, but like, there's also no reason not to expect it from him based on like how he views himself. It feels like, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, um, also another, this, this company frontier services group said that this is according to Buzzfeed. Um, they said that they were, um, it, it says that they weren't operating in Iraq, but oh yeah, they're operating in Iraq. Still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what, where, like, like, like at a, at a Baghdad, like, yeah, like at a Baghdad. underground. So yeah. They, I would they, say, it's a, it's a I, logistics company, right? And so they do like private security work. Of course, of course. They're also helping with this one belt, one road initiative that the Chinese government is laying out. Basically, like kind of a MacArthur project. What's the general MacArthur? Like a a MacArthur project, but for the world, basically. Having the Chinese government invest all over the world in all these infrastructure projects. And Frontier Services Group is a huge logistics company that's been helping out with basically Chinese economic dominance all over the world. And they are in Iraq. um, And if you remember from uh, Eric Prince's past, when he was at Black Water, Water. Black Water, he was, that Black Water was an organization uh, where the private security forces just killed some civilians in 2007 without any sort of recourse. Um, uh, also, Blackwater troops were sent to American cities after disasters to um, be unaccountable private police forces, like in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Yes, that's right. <laughs> to, yes. They, they were helping out. Yeah, they're people. just doing. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. helping. They're just yeah. a bunch of helpful guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, pa- <laughs> just patriots. Just we t- uh, before here to help. before yeah. they were uh, before they were called. Uh, uh, Blackwater, they were just called helpful guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something a little bit strong. It's, it's like yeah. who uh, who gets hired by Blackwater? I don't know. Just a bunch of PTSD-addled kill junkies who uh, <laughs> love millennial, uh, like like apocalyptic Christianity, as uh, yeah. Eric Prince does. 
So they have both a Christian cult vibe and a, a strong desire for scalps. Best of both worlds. <laughs> Dude, yeah. What more could you ask for? Uh, <laughs> find yourself safe. a man who can do both. <laughs> uh, so also who's on the board of this of this We Build the Wall uh, is the board members include Eric Prince, Chris Kobach, who was just trying to run for Senate. Uh, he's the former Kansas Secretary of Straight of Straight of State, who also worked on Mr. Trump's presidential transition team. Uh, Chris Kobach is is a man who is so conservative and openly racist that even <laughs> my state would not elect him to the Senate. Um, it's just an amazingly racist person. The can so the Kansas Kansas politics works in this way, wherein there are three parties. There are Rich Republicans, you have the, you have the corn, racist Republicans, corn pub, and, and corn Democrats. Pop party. <laughs> and, and so, the, basically, every once in a while, mo- most of the time, the conservative Republicans and the racist Republicans, their interests align, right? And but every once in a while, you get someone who is so racist that even the rich Republicans don't like him, and that is Chris Kobach. And that's how the Democrats are able to sneak in. Basically, is when. The, they decide that they don't is when there's fighting between the two bigger parties because combined the racist Republicans and the rich Republicans are probably bigger as individual groups than the Democrats in the state of Kansas. Um, so Chris Kobach ran and he just lost his primary and we should all be very, very happy that he's not <laughs> there, but he's uh, with Will, we build the wall. So uh, good. Yeah. For, yeah. Good for him. And along with him is Kurt Schilling the World Series winning baseball pitcher. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, he could have just stopped at that. He would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quit yeah. while you're ahead. Easily. Uh, do you... Some people, they just can't, like, they just need to, they just need more. You know? They need to <laughs> they keep need... fucking talking when no one wants <laughs> to hear them anymore, <laughs> putting out articles about how New York's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's not dead. <laughs> uh, wait, what baseball team did he play for? I think like the was it like the Orioles or something, or is that Cal Ripken? <gasps> well, yes, Cal Ripken played for the Orioles, but uh, well, let me look into this and and I'll do a. a In the meantime, look. we build the walls. Contractor is Fisher Industries. Um, they did a project near El Paso, Texas. Its CEO Tommy Fisher. Um, was pitched for private and government contracts tied to Mr. Trump's wall-building efforts via frequent appearances on conservative news outlets. A Fisher company signed a $400 million deal in December, and the Pentagon's inspector general began a review of the agreement shortly thereafter. They were so openly just like going into the Pentagon slush fund that the Pentagon was reviewing the deal. Can you imagine how openly corrupt you have to be that the Pentagon cares how their money is spent (laughs) (laughs) they managed to make the pentagon frugal (laughs) yeah that's insane that's unprecedented i'm sure yeah Uh, Yeah, it's like wait a minute these are the same people who will just like make planes that fall out of the air yeah (laughs) but they're like wait a minute what are you spending this on yeah Uh, and f-35 hasn't been used in a war like ever and they are that is the biggest product that they're selling to every single country on earth (laughs) i you know i'm sorry but kurt Schilling has won a lot of world series 
This yeah. is pretty cool, man. Like he's he a pretty cool dude. He's a pre- yeah, he's pretty, a pretty cool. Uh, he's pretty cool. He actually got he won one. He won the one in Boston that broke the uh, the Red Sox's 104 year lack of a uh, World Series. He won the one in 2001 where of the he's a fo- where the fucking uh, Yankees uh, were beaten by the Diamondbacks, which was hilarious because that was I also that, one. that was when uh, yeah it was when 9/11 happened, and I remember it was also the year the Mariners had the best season in baseball in all of modern <laughs> history, and were because 9/11 happened, they immediately <laughs> lost to the Yankees. <laughs> I remember my mom was uh, so pissed off about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because there was this idea that it's like we deserve to win because of 9 11. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you, when that's your history, when that's your past, the only thing you should ever say in public is, Hey, remember when I won all those World Series? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's never any need to say anything political. Yeah, okay, but so he's on, going on full Lindbergh, though, you know? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I mean, okay, so he, we talk about this a fair amount, actually, because this happens a lot, is former athletes getting swindled by financial advisors. Yes. It's an incredibly common thing, Lucy, that happens. It's like, it would just be like some random linebacker just lost all of his money by investing in strip malls in El Paso or, mm-hmm. you know, some some just like random thing that just uh, will just kind of make headlines every once in a while in the financial press. And maybe mm-hmm. Kurt Schilling, um, he didn't even know this was happening. Maybe he's the, the biggest victim of them all, guys. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Schilling has a lot of Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> 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 I... I am finding out much more about Kurt Schilling. He does? Does he really have Nazi memorabilia? He does. He has... Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, he said he did not intend for the collection to offend. (laughs) Dude, I mean, does anyone collect Nazi memorabilia and just be like, this is the worst stuff on earth? Like, just every morning... Anthony Cumia. Yeah? (laughs) No. I think he's kind of he's, he's pretty racist too. Okay, <laughs> like just like people just, like um, I, I, I just like the some... Hugo Boss aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I can you I remember someone made I remember who made this joke, but it wasn't me. Uh, who who's just like yeah, people talk about being a Holocaust denier, but has anyone ever like denied the Holocaust and been like, whew, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm so glad that not only did it not happen, and I am blessed. I'm very happy that it didn't happen. Like, there's always you, you collect these things yeah. because you like them, right? <laughs> you believe in these. That's things. a good point. Yeah, you believe in these things because you like them. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I just imagine somebody collecting it like it's fantasy, like. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is all just like Lord of the Rings uh, artifacts. <laughs> 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 they just have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, no one ever wore an SS death's head uh uh you know medal for anything real. This was all just cosplay. <laughs> yeah. They it was like the- 1940 43 LARPing. <laughs> they just think it's like props from the latest <laughs> Avengers movie. Uh so yeah, so they um Fisher Industries uh not not so nice people. Uh, so Mr. Bannon was arrested on a yacht 
owned by a fugitive Chinese billionaire. Dude, I love maritime crime. <laughs> and justice. I love uh, maritime law and order. I guess that's you what would, I'm getting you at. You would be shocked at how many crimes can be committed uh <laughs> At sea, yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. I want to, I like, I want to watch a show about boat police and just like exclusively in marinas and docks and like, oh yeah, the open waters. Lucy, do you know that from personal experience? Like, it's like you'd be shocked how many crimes you could commit at sea. Oh yeah, you can, you can murder at sea. You can steal at sea. Hell yeah. Um. A lot of things you can do with this. This is why we brought you on the pod, Lucy. We, 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 of, your, of your record of piracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. He got arrested. So he used to work with this guy. Uh, I'm not going to get his name correctly. Guo Wenji, who's uh, sought, uh, by, uh, sought by Beijing for extradition from the U.S. Mr. Bannon and Mr. Guo worked together on GTV Media which is reportedly under investigation uh, for over a $300 million private fundraising uh, round earlier this year. So even his side hustle is getting investigated. It's just like, don't, don't like, uh, you know, what, what, what do they say for millennials that are trying to, you know, rise and grind, man. Like Bannon <laughs> is always hustling and is always, like even his side hustles are just, they're just doing it, man, and it's it's rad. Hell yeah, well, yeah, man. So that that's all that's all we got on Steve Bannon. Um, there was there's been some conversation about the national debt that's come yes. up, and people have been talking like it says we have. This is from the Times as well. Uh, we it says we have crossed the line debt hawks warned us about for decades. Okay, and what the line is is that our debt now exceeds the size of our gross domestic product. Okay, so quickly, what is gross domestic product? Gross domestic product is just how like the size of the shit we make. Like our oh, like our gross value. I I yeah. right is yeah. So Yeah, it's not, it's how many dicks you get in the dick sucking factory, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and then like on yeah. top of like all the dick sucking makers and the mm total assets and value of the factory itself right yeah all the financial backers of the dick sucking factory everything that is tied up everything all of the value okay yeah um of america i mean for me the most valuable american asset is its people (laughs) get out of here (laughs) (laughs) is its human resources oh Uh, god (laughs) Yeah, and so they uh, so basically these debt hawks have been freaking out about because that now because of things like the CARES Act, which as you probably remember was a three trillion dollar injection into the economy. Woo! Uh, Twelve hundred dollar check, fuck yeah! Six hundred dollars uh, as well for the unemployed uh, weekly, and and in addition to all this other stuff, you know, bailing out essential services like cruise lines, and they. Uh, Basically, now they said that because we have more debt than our GDP, that this is considered a doomsday scenario, actually, that we were supposed to reach by 2030. And it gets into some really weird stuff because people, you th- it, it, in my opinion, this just feels like a really arbitrary number. 
Like they were just like the idea that all of a sudden we would owe more than we make is was just like this idea that it would just like cause just absolute chaos and all of a sudden people would be uh yeah freaking, yeah freaking out and like uh people would you know pull back their investments it would cause a financial crisis or people would say like oh my god the united states is not a good uh, is never going to pay back its debts i need to raise interest rates in order to uh, give them more cap like to, in order to float the u.s government more capital um or so people were like very scared of very, like really high interest rates at banks and or they were scared about inflation which is when you there's just more money than what is valued so then money means less right a barrel of dollars to buy a loaf of bread is like the classic example of high inflation. yeah yeah right? yeah so yeah. there's all these things that everyone's freaking out about but basically none of that is happening and everyone's just like why what's what's wrong and the whole answer in my opinion is just that this is all bullshit and based on like emotions this is all based on emotions this is a mood like the entire financial sector, their investor confidence and their willingness to raise in, you know, interest rates or things like that or to pull back investments is just based on investor confidence, which is essentially a mood ring. Right. Yeah. I had I, I was I read the article, I looked through it and really it really felt more like a psycho like a, a a psychological thing more than anything else. Like it's not it's not so much connected to finance as it is just like how these people like they're kind of telling on themselves in a little way like i had i wrote i, I basically came up with this whole thing where and, and it, it's it'll only take a second but i think it makes sense and, okay. and let me know david let me anybody let me know if this just does, is weird okay? <laughs> okay so i think i think that people are conflating debt with inefficiency so Right now, we owe more than we make, okay? Yeah. So then when you get people who are really rich and in power and controlling the levers of society, um, they're like, this is inefficient. This is inefficient. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't think <laughs> that's the case. Like, I think that hypothetically, if you were to take a person and be like, okay, here's $200 billion. Okay. And that's like your debt. And, you know, if you had a person like, like Jeff Bezos, he'd be like, well, I'm going to make a rocket and it's going to go to Mars and it's going to be great. And it, it like, that would just be Jeff Bezos's thing. It would probably employ some people. It would probably do a couple other little things, but it's like a very Jeff centered thing, you know, it's a Jeff centered thing. You could also have a person who's like, well, I'm going to take that $200 billion and we're going to make 200 billion dollars worth of burgers all right and i'm just gonna make everybody gets a burger now all right everybody gets multiple burgers throughout the entire united states and i think when people worry about like their the debt like the u.s national debt i think they're telling on themselves because it tells that like like these the these very rich empowered people are like they know what they want to spend the money on they know it's for like bullshit and grift mm. and stuff that actually isn't going to help anything. But if you sort of actually pose the question on its face and just say, yeah, we're going to take this $200 billion and we're actually going to 
we're going to like build stuff and make stuff and, and fix stuff yeah. and help people. I think it's mm-hmm. a much different conversation, you know, and that's. An- oh, yeah. And it's like and it's also like it, the whole thing kind of seems to presume that like investors are just they just act regardless of context. <laughs> like it's like they, mm-hmm. they just like when things go with like, you know, when this number uh, passes this number, they just get they they uh, decide that your country is about to implode. But it's like. It's like, look, these people know that there's a global pandemic <laughs> that just hit everyone. It's yeah. like they know that it's like that's not going to last forever, probably. Like they're uh, probably investing in like right. in things that will help it go. You know, uh, some of them probably are invested in like some kind of like you know global research surrounding it. Like, you know, it's like they know that they're getting fucked. Uh, their interests or whatever are getting fucked. Like, in, maybe in part by like a country's like. Uh, Fiscal irresponsibility can fuck with it, but it's like it's also like, you know, of uh, natural disasters, like you know, uh, uh, like environmental stuff can fuck with it. So it's like, it, just the idea that they would just panic, like, and not look at, <laughs> like, they're just not looking at headlines at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, it's a strange kind of like image of these people, of you know. Uh, I think it's great. System. I think it's great that we're in debt. Uh, I'm a huge fan <laughs> of being in debt. Uh, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it gives people a reason to keep you alive. Uh, you don't want to yeah. kill somebody that owes you $100,000 or a million dollars or $5 million because that person will then, then you're out the money. But if you keep me alive, you can mm-hmm. constantly squeeze a little bit of money out of me. You know what I mean? So uh, mm. it's good to be too big to fail. We should go further into debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like think that, that is ultimately the solution that the New York Times is offering because they're saying, <laughs> it, it, because they're saying like neither tax increases nor spending cuts would be attractive because both could slow the economy and any slowdown would hurt tax revenues, meaning the government would have to keep borrowing more, which is a fallacy in my like. I mean, that's just like the this whole risk of like you raising a wealth tax on like the richest people is not going to reduce their ability to spend money. These people have more money than they can spend. Even someone as absolutely stupid as like Elon Musk who has like 15 different projects going. He doesn't he's not even close to tapping into all the money that he has. And so the solution that they're that they're saying is we can't tax the rich to make up our debts. So we're just going to keep going into debt. Mm. There's no I didn't know I had such insight. a lib. I'm such a lib. <laughs> I'm such a lib, <laughs> but I mean, and it, it, it kind of ties into something that's like a little bit more of a of a radical thinking on debts, uh, which is this, or at least the federal deficit, which is the modern monetary theory, which we've talked about before in the past, which is essentially the idea that if you control your own currency, and if your own currency is not pegged to any other currency or to any commodity, it just is valuable in and of itself, like the U.S. dollar is, and the fact that the U.S. dollar is the fiat currency, meaning it's, it's, the, it's the head honcho currency, then basically the U.S. government can print as much money as the printers can run. And you will never, deficits mean nothing. Because ultimately, who does the U.S. government owe its debts to but itself? So there will never yeah. be, there, there is no debt. When no, you pe- ha- for the United States federal government. For New York City, yes, because New York City doesn't have its own currency, right? But yeah, for, yeah. You know, for the federal government, um, it can just keep going, baby. It can just it, 
it can just ride ride the gravy train no it just, it just i think it really just it, it's it really is these people it's te- it, again they're telling on themselves because would a person like fucking steve bannon buys a boat with a, a gofundme money from everybody and then you know and nancy pelosi has an ice cream you know uh refrigerator or a dedicated refrigerator for her ice cream and stuff i don't think that's total people just being like oh we're dumb and we don't know how how uh offensive this is to normal people i think in the back of their brains they know that this is wrong like in the back of their brains you can't just do that all at once and i think when you people say like we need to spend a trillion dollars to to you know like save save an economy make sure people don't you know lose their houses all that stuff those people they see that and they go no 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 you can't do that all that uh, all at once because my grift is just sort of slowly bleeding and leeching off of a system over 20 30 40 years and just staying in it and persisting in it and like paying off all of these contractors for like the DCCC and you know just like weird right. dead weight again it's all they're conflating debt with inefficiency cuz they know that if they do all of their stuff at once people will be like wait a minute wait you spent how many billions of dollars on what like my cousin could have done that for a million dollars you know like mm. so i i i think i i mean i i really think it taps into a deeper psychological thing you know like it's it kind of gets caught up in the weeds a little bit but like again you know if you're creating money to actually get stuff done like works for me well, it's, hey. a, it's a huge <laughs> difference between like the way that value is understood in capitalism, which is return it, like maximizing shareholder value and having yeah. some economic, yeah. like monetary return on investment versus something that a socialist project would do, which would be giving money to people, Im- materially improving people's lives, and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. that doesn't have an investor fiduciary duty per se it has voters it has citizens it has just like people's lives so just maybe the debt and efficiency conflation is just a the fact that they just see the use of money and the use of government spending the way that a business would yeah the, it, maybe it, that's it, it. it's seen in capitalism yeah that makes sense. If you just look at a person, I mean, like people still don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, what was what is it like? One hundred seventy-five thousand people died of coronavirus so far. You know. Yeah. Uh, in the United States, like that's still just kind of a number to a lot of people, and it's like you don't think about it until you start getting like the stories getting associated with it, and then it's just sort of like, oh, that's not just a number. It's like it was people and stuff. You know. Yeah, it's bad. It's a lot. Of people. <laughs> it's so many people. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh yeah, well this is the point uh, in the podcast where I can't make any more jokes because I'm too upset. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> See, David, you you always get upset, and I'm just sort of I'm I'm always like just uh, cruising on cla- uh, you know, just like <laughs> like a like a steamboat Willie character, you know. Uh, gr- granted, the ship is sinking, but like <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm just. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And um, I I just want to make a my own energy drink after this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a shower cap line. I'm yeah. just I'm getting a lot of ideas for sea crimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, well, I think that that's all the time we got. 
Um, Lucy, thanks so much for coming on. Is there is there anything else you wanted to want to plug or anything else uh, you want to uh, say? Uh, thank you guys. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Steinbag if you want to. Uh, and also, uh, my uh, fellow comedian and lover Ray Kump and I uh, co-host a pod. Uh, we we co-host a podcast called Our Love Is Disgusting. We took a little break from it for a while, but we're bringing it back yeah. soon. So check that out. Uh, big fan. I learned about the term fiat currency from listening to Ray Kump on an early <laughs> Tim Dillon episode. So uh, yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's two things he likes: fiat currency and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yo yo my my <laughs> my man's into monetary theory and smashing. I love that. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all I got, guys. Uh, uh, anything? Uh, well, should we say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Yeah. Hey, get it. Get out of here, David. <laughs> get <right>. out of here. <laughs> bye, everybody. All right. Bye. 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 bye.